when you say, oh, I'm a city planner, like a non-zero percent portion of your job is figuring out where everybody's going to take a dump. Welcome back to Privy. Privy is a podcast about bathroom recorded from my home bathroom. I'm your host, Hunter Hoover, and I love bathrooms. I want to give a, just a brief, another brief update here. So I, I, I went to the doctor. I had an established patient visit. For those of you that don't know, healthcare in America is a flippin' joke. Uh, and I made a, an appointment for my established patient, patient visit back in July. So naturally, I had that visit in, in February. And, and I decided that I, while in this appointment, I wanted to... Yeah, I wanted to follow up. I wanted to verify some information with this with this gentleman. Uh, and so I decided I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this trained professional. This guy went to this guy went to school. He went to college of some of some degree. Huh, get a degree because that's what he got. Um, but he went to he went to college in some capacity for like ten years. And so obviously, like if you go to if you go to college for ten years. The thing that you are trained and able to do is answer podcast hosts questions about things related to the bathrooms. And so I asked him, I, I said, you know, we, we just, I didn't, we didn't get into the weeds here. Like, cause we don't need to get in the weeds, you know, just stay out of the weeds, but <laughs> in more than one way, we're in Oregon. You need to stay out of the weeds. You know what I'm saying? But I asked a trained medical professional. Uh, and his student, by the way, which was a female, uh, nice young lady. And, and I just posed it to him. I said, you know, hey, I have a question. Have you ever heard that if a man pees on a pregnancy test, it's an indication of a hernia? And the, the guy just kind of sits there for a moment. He's just like, no, that's that's not real. And I said, OK, if a guy pees on a hernia or uh, on a pregnancy test, and it comes back positive. Like, is there cause for concern? At this point, his student who is attending him is kind of like staring at me. And she has a mask on, of course. So all I can see is her eyes. But her eyes are telling the story. And her eyes are telling this story. Who is this freak that is in my mentor doctor's office right now? Like, what did he just say? And, and sure enough, my doctor, my now doctor, uh, at the point of this recording of all four days now, he looks at me and he says, well, have you peed on one recently? And I, I, I regret to inform him that I had. Uh, and he said, well, but was it positive? I said, no, it was negative. I'm just curious, like if someone does pee on it and it is positive, is there is there concern? And the research is in, again, this is this is like on the streets journalism I'm doing here. Like, <clears throat> you're welcome. I'll save you a trip to the doctor on this one. This one is from a doctor. He said it can be a tell for testicular cancer, which is not good. So, like, if you're a dude and for some reason, like, who knows, maybe you host a podcast and you break down and you decide, you know what? I talked about pregnancy tests and I've never even used one. I might as well give it a shot. Maybe that's you. Maybe that's you and you're thinking, wow, I really need to, I really need to hose one of these things down. Um, 
if it's positive and you are a guy, you should go to your doctor. I can say that. And since the pregnancy test episode, again, I administered an at-home test. Uh, it was negative. I'm not pregnant. And I hopefully don't have the aforementioned cancer. Now, from that experience of peeing on the pregnancy test, I, I learned a very important lesson about pregnancy tests. The first is, is that the end you pee on, the, the actual portion of the test that you urinate on, is much more rigid than you would hope or want. Like, I thought it was going to be like a brush, like a paintbrush uh, texture in, in texture. Um, no, it, it is like rigid. Um, it's still absorbent, but it's rigid. The second, which is related to that first gleaning, is that pregnancy tests, to my understanding, were meant to be administered below the surface of the bowl. Because if you do them as some podcast hosts have done them above the surface of the bowl, there is a level of splashing and spraying that, that occurs when your stream hits that rigid edge that is just, for lack of a better word, unwanted in every way. We live and learn, but there was just a level of splash that's not okay. Speaking of levels of splash that are not okay, <clears throat> something we talked about in the past is the level of splash that exists in public restrooms. In the past, we have noted the tension of public restrooms. There is the concerns of paying for maintenance and upkeep, providing access for people to go to the bathroom that doesn't impose on local businesses who themselves struggle to pay for the costs related to their restrooms. I live in the Pacific Northwest, Squatchin' Country, as the Discovery Channel would remind me. And in some of our urban centers, namely, they're called cities, um, namely Portland, Eugene, and Salem, it turns out, and check your local municipalities before you go seeking to practice this air quotes right that I'm getting ready to tell you about, but it seems that you're allowed to just go to the bathroom outside as long as you do not expose yourself to someone. Like, that's not a solution, but it is helpful. Like, if in a pinch, like, go hit the bush and and maybe you got to use some bush to wipe. You know what I'm saying? You got to bush wipe it. But it would seem that these cities do not look at this as a long-term solution. In the city of Portland, there is an estimated 33,000 to 5,000 people who live on the streets and are categorized as homeless or unhoused. Likewise, Portland's growing population and foot traffic increased growing bathroom concerns at the turn of the millennium. Conversations began as to where all these people were going to take a poop. You know, the hard, the hard discussions that city planners have. Imagine sitting around, like, when you say, oh, I'm a city planner. Like, a non-zero percent portion of your job is figuring out where everybody's going to take a dump. Like, let's be honest. That is part of the job. If there's any city planners listening to this, reach out to me. I want to talk to you. I would love to talk to you. In 2006, Portland State University... Uh, published a report titled Going Public. In it, the researchers identified the need for new 
and public access to restrooms 24 7 365 this posed this caused me to ask myself and in turn joe byron's google a question which is what is the history of of public restroom in portland like what is the history of of public bathrooms in portland look like now to my basic amounts of research the history is limited from what i can tell it comes down to there being a pair of underground paid public restrooms at the at the intersection of 6th and yam hill near the portland hotel these were built and used in the early 1900s and throughout the rest of the century but i i can imagine that the idea of going below ground to use the bathroom in a place where it rains like eight to nine months of the year really lost its luster as time went on. Like, I mean, I guess it's paid so it would keep randos from going underground to do things under the cover of dark, but still uh, also more on doing things under the cover of dark here in just a little bit. And when it comes to the history of public bathrooms in Portland, other than like city park bathrooms that were installed along parks it's about it like it's it's pretty rife and then for years it's kind of like figure it out and then psu published their document and this document called for new public bathrooms for the residents of portland specifically ones accessible at all hours because if you need to drop a liquid shaz at 3 a.m., you better be able to out in the darkness of Portland. Two years later, after a lot of collaboration with city planning and the city of Portland, they teamed up with Portland-based manufacturing company Madden Fabrication for the production of this week's topic, the Portland Lou. Now, if you heard that and you misheard it and thought, oh, Portland Zoo, where the, where the animal poop goes is a different conversation for another time. But the production of the first Portland Loo would be placed in the city's old Chinatown in 2008. These Portland Loos manufactured by Madden Fabrications have many key features, a couple of which are its, quote, Crime-resistant material, single occupancy, and exterior hand-washing. I will note, they are not self-cleaning, which would be rad, but drastically increases the cost and maintenance upkeep. More on that. The cost of a Portland Lou is about ninety dollars to $95,000 for the base model, and there are additional costs of shipping and insulation, as well as putting in the, the uh, uh, sewer line that are about $35,000. So just to make one of these exists on the streets of Portland is about $120,000. They estimate that yearly maintenance on a Portland Lou is about $10,000. In short, these are some expensive toilets, and they plan to generate no money off of them except for the service they provide to tourism. But there was this boom. Madden Fabrication found its stride and really began producing these for more places than just Portland. 
Because, <laughs> as it turns out, the question of where tourists, the homeless, and passers-by are going to pass their by products is a question to many city planning officials all over the world. I'm telling you, these city planners are sitting around just trying to figure out where their residents and tourists are going to poop. That's like what the job is. If you tell me I'm a city planner, I instantly assume you sit there to figure out where people go to the bathroom. Like that is part of the job. Ooh. What do we got? Sparkling berry. Yeah, it ain't it ain't no uh it ain't no orange vanilla, but it'll it'll suffice. It's perfectly serviceable. Since the creation and initial installation of the first Portland Lou, there have been 14 other Lou's installed within the city of Portland, the most recent of which was installed in 2018. Six of these Lou's are open 24-7 to the people of Portland, while the other nine follow the park hours. The other 19, I believe, Yes, the other nine. Sorry. I do, do math. Do math. The other nine follow the park hours in which they are located. For its first five years, the city of Portland was in charge of marketing and selling these loos. Like, they were in the business of selling some toilets. Ooh. But Madden Fabrication took over the role of marketing in 2014. Other cities which have ordered and placed Portland Lou's include Victoria, British Columbia, Cambridge, Cincinnati, Missoula, Montana, Montreal, Olympia, Washington, Seattle, San Antonio, Austin, San Diego, Albuquerque, Vancouver, BC, Vancouver, WA, Galveston, Dunedin, New Zealand, Miami, Emeryville, Ketchikan, Monterey, Arcataw, Ventura, Sacramento, Salt Lake, Reno, Kalamazoo, and Santa Rosa. From Portland to Kalamazoo, you can use a Portland Lou. These little boxes for you to drop your stacks are all over the place. They're spread all across these cities. They're, they're, they're in other countries. They've made it to New Zealand. To date, there have been produced 62 Portland Lou's as of 2022. I feel like Dr. Seuss would be pretty proud of what we've done here today. Like, the rhyme game has been on point. Now, while the Portland Lou's may have solved one problem, answering the question, where people are going to go drop a hot steamy pile, as is the case with pretty much anything people get involved with, they have created a whole nother problem. Just three years after its installation, in 2011, an interview with a police officer, the police officer commented about the original Portland Lou in Chinatown. He says, well, it's a crack house. It is noted the Lou is a favorite nighttime destination for drug dealers, prostitutes, and a place for people to do nefarious deeds under the cover of a locked door in the dark. This struggle was not isolated to the cities for, to the streets of Portland. San Diego PD noted an uptick in disturbance calls after the installation of Portland Luz. Concerns all over the country 
relating to the Lou's byproducts have been heralded. In some cities, they have ordered the Lou and it is sitting waiting to be installed. And on the side of all these outdoor public stations, at least the ones who, which haven't been vandalized to a point, more on that in just a moment. On the outside of all of these public outdoor bathroom stations is the statement, the Portland Loo. These tiny Doctor Who-shaped bathrooms that have been plopped all over the country and in some cases all over the world. They have become beacons of poop and pee as well as places for you to go commit a crime. And as you take a dump or sell methamphetamine or whatever, you've got a name associated with that. It's on the side of the box. Portland. For those who know Portland, you know how fitting that is. So whether you're in Albuquerque or Montreal or Kalamazoo, Portland is the spot for sex, drugs, and dropping a stack. I've seen some um, public bathroom horrors in my life. Uh, when I was, you know what? Let's make it official. Let's make it official. This is Hunter's Anecdotes to keep you afloat. Once when I was mentoring in the in the streets of Salem, uh, the the riverfront Salem riverfront bathroom riverfront park bathrooms were a regular stop for my mentor youths and I. And I remember this one time I had a, I had a younger youth this day, and he like he's like I go to the bathroom. I was like, well, there's there's one over there, and I walk over, you know, I take him over to the bathroom. He he goes in there, single occupancy. He goes in to do his thing. And he goes in and he almost immediately comes back out. He's like, uh, I can't use that. And I'm like, why? He goes, it's bad. And I go in and there's like soiled underwear and all sorts of nonsense just spread hither and yon. And I'm like, okay, bud, you don't have to do that. And I go on the next one over and there's just like someone has like halfway done their, their uh, laundry in the sink, but they like clogged it and left it. And there's like, just used underwear just in the sink. And so finally I just called it. I said, you know what, dude, let's just go over to the game store. And if I have to buy you a snack to let you use bathroom, let's just go over there. But I got to tell you, while I have seen some heinous public bathrooms in my time in Salem, this week I took a trip to Portland. Impromptu as it was. Uh, we woke up on Saturday. My wife had made plans with her sister to go to the Portland Zoo. Now, while at the Portland Zoo, we saw many great things. I saw an owl, a a, a, uh, a screech owl. It was really great. He was half blind. Saw some cool condors. Um, saw some, some pretty neat... Uh, I saw elephants having sex. Uh, so that was interesting. Um, my, my son learned something about nature that day. One of the things that I, I'm sitting here, you know, I, I had done some research for this episode. I had been I had been researching Portland Lose. And here 
just right on my doorstep, just just such like a gift, is a trip to Portland. And I'm sitting here going, I, I'm going to be kicking myself. I'm going to, I'm not going to be able to sleep well if my fat duff goes all the way up to the crap hole that is Portland. And I don't investigate a loo. Like it had to be done. And so my wife's a very patient woman. Um, Because one of the things that is said on the way up to the zoo is, is, hey, after we're done with the zoo, I need to make a pit stop. Oh, where? I need to go find one of these Portland loos. I got to go check it out for myself. And of course, you know, my wife obliges. She's she's a very patient woman. Um, and so we go to the zoo. We do our zoo thing. And then we get in the car and I'm like, okay, I've done some research. I know there's a Portland loo within 10 minutes of the zoo. We've got to go hit it up. And so we visited the Portland Loo at the Waterfront Park. I don't know the remember the name of the park. It's got a guy's name attached to it. It's not important. And, you know, we're driving and we're driving like, oh, I can't spot it. I can't spot it. And then I see it, this this wonderful little silver gray box. So I, I make an illegal U-turn and I and I parallel park and I jaywalk across the road. We're just breaking all the laws here. And I get over there. And the first thing that strikes me as I approach this loo is behind the loo, almost sharing a wall, is a porta potty. Like they, the city has brought in a porta potty. Now, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, this could mean one of two things: either there's something going on with this loo, or the the foot traffic. May I may I say butt traffic? of this loo has become so great that they have to they have had to install a a porta potty. Either way I'm sitting here thinking doesn't that kind of like bode negatively for the the effectiveness of these loos. But I digress. I approach the loo, I come around the corner. Um and if you want to see all this, it'll be all on this privy social. I'll put the yeah. Um but I, I approach and I I pull the door open. And I am just met with the most fecal spread hellscape I have ever seen in my entire life. I once stepped in a lake of backed up septic at my previous job. Go find that episode. You can, I quit being a janitor, I think is what it's called. But this Portland Lou is wall to wall graffiti inside. And wall to wall floor almost to ceiling covered in human waste poop everywhere everywhere i opened the door and i looked down and there was just turd sludge just right next to my feet and i went oh my gosh i took pictures i took some photos and i got the heck out of there the toilet was i was originally i told my wife when i got back in the car i was like you know, I had made plans to sit on this toilet seat and like take a picture and like do the whole thing. There was no sitting on the toilet seat. The the waste products have come up and out of the toilet seat and are like sitting inches above. The toilet was so clogged that the city of Portland just gave up on cleaning it and fixing the toilet and installed a porta potty. And you might ask yourself and I cannot stress enough, this is not to disparage the, the people at Madden Fabrication. This ain't their fault. It's the city of Portland's fault. Like, 
I would say maybe the people using this thing, but when it says like anti-crime and like it can't be vandal, like that only goes so far. Like there was vandalism all up in it. This thing hadn't been cleaned in ages. It was one of the most foul bathrooms I have ever seen in my entire life. And I only, I, I just went to one at random. Like, who knows what the others are like. But it doesn't bow well. Like, the law of averages is like, they're just as bad. A Portland loo, wall-to-wall with fecal matter. This has been Hunter's Anecdotes to keep you afloat. And this brings us to the end of another episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. We're glad you're here. If you would, send us an email, privycast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Send us episode suggestions, comments, concerns. If you want to be on the show, if you know somebody who's got some wild bathroom stories, send them our way. We'd love to hear from you. You can follow us at social media, at privycast on all social media. You can follow me. I'm at owlet7. I'm putting weird stuff in my pie hole. Uh, You know, something I'm thankful for is I'm thankful for clean public restrooms. When you find one, it's a gem. When you find a clean public restroom, it's a gem. Be thankful for it. We've got a lot to be thankful for. And one of the ways that we express that thankfulness is by giving some money to the Wounded Warriors Project. Um, For every rating or review left, we we donate a dollar or two to Wounded Warriors um, as a recognition that we keep pooping in the free world, but that free world was not always free. Um, Thank you to those who have fought and served. Our our meager donations are not enough. But uh, you can leave us a rating or review. Five-star options are preferred, and we're going to give some we're going to give some money to the Wounded Warriors Project as a result. So share the show. Uh, send it far and wide so that way more and more folks can leave those reviews, uh, generate more and more stuff going on there. We would love to do that. Um, so, yeah, share the show. Tell somebody. Tell three people. Share it on social media. Do whatever you need to do. Get the word out there. Think of it as like how what's the way that I can embarrass Hunter the most? Oh, share the show he makes about bathrooms? Okay, I will share it to everybody. Um, it'll be like a prank on me. As always, we want to thank Kevin McLeod and Poddington Bear for the use of our music this week. Thank you, Kevin and Poddington. This has been another episode of Privy. Thank you so much for joining us. Keep pooping in the free world. Don't forget to wash your butthole. And now, as always, don't forget to flush. <laughs>